0: Welcome to No Picks After Dark, Baltimore Sun's best podcast of 2020, voted by you, the listeners. No Picks After Dark seeks to build a community based on human experience, storytelling, and conversation. Now, your host, Aaron Dante. Celebrate this holiday season with Indu Wellness. Take time to slow down, enjoy the little moments, and make time for care of yourself and others. Visit your neighborhood sanctuary do Wellness for a luxurious experience for everybody. Treat yourself and a loved one with a massage, facial, or an entire day of pampering with our deluxe spa day packages, which include lunch from our neighbor, fire and rice. For more information on booking an appointment, or purchasing gift cards, visit us at endowellness.com. or call us at 443-438-4048. We look forward to welcoming you and your loved ones to our beautiful new space. Welcome to the No Picks After Dark podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Today, we have a very, very special guest. and I first noticed this organization first online, and I was like, are these people? These people are doing some dancing and some drinking. It's the kind of thing I want to be a part of. You know who doesn't? You know I mean, it's COVID sucks and you can't do that like you used to. But they're doing something more technical than than what you know dancing. But um, I was like, let me reach out, let me slide into their DMs and see who they are because I'm very very interested. Something unique to Baltimore that I've never seen before, and I really wanted to find out and having for you the guests to listen to. Or without further ado, Miss Amber from the founder of Beer and Ballet. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm
1: doing good. How are you doing?
0: Good, 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 good. Um, I'm so happy we finally made this happen. Uh, just with so many emails, phone calls, I'm happy that we could do it and um, get to get to get the world in Baltimore to learn about what you have going on in Baltimore and Jacksonville. Jacksonville is a great place, and uh, why would you want to leave the warm sunshine place? But, okay. Tell us about you. Tell me about, give me two lines or three three sentences about beer and ballet, and then we can talk about you further. So let's go let's yeah, start sure. with that.
1: Sure, totally. Um, beer and ballet came from wanting to build a bridge between two communities that you wouldn't really see um, in a normal sense. So for instance, I, I usually get that reaction when I walk in and uh, I get a couple of brewers saying, what are you guys doing here? Oh, we're doing ballet. Oh. All right. (laughs) Um, So it's getting those two worlds together to communicate, um, to collaborate, possibly. Um, I am a true believer in brewing being an art in itself as well. Um, So bringing two different art worlds together um, just to see what would happen in the space. Um, And then as far as me, like you said before, I'm from Jacksonville, Florida, just moved here. um, And I've been enjoying it ever since. This is year two now so very fresh to the baltimore scene and loving every minute of it the well, art community is just fantastic
0: well you know we're going to talk about we're going to at, at the end of the rat to rapid fire we're really going to get into some baltimore stuff at oh i'm fire. ready yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get there so all right so listeners background how would how did we end up in the 410 maryland baltimore how do we end up here talk, give us a story of jacksonville we're all started. Tell us about that. Um, ballet, where did that come from? Um, how long have you been dancing for? Give us, a good list listener some education. So before we get into the beer and ballet part,
1: the whole nine yards, yeah, we
0: got to, we got to get the <laughs> background. We got to get people the story so they understand.
1: Yeah. So I was one of those art, um, kids went to an arts middle school, went to an arts high school and, uh, loved every minute of it. Majored in dance from a very young age. When I got to high school, senior year, um, my parents said, wait, so you're going to major in this thing? Like you're going to make a a profession out of this, (laughs) which, you know, that's out of love. That's not them saying, you know, you're a little crazy. It's just out of love and concern of, you know, arts. We don't make a lot of money from time to time, especially back then when I was graduating. Um, So I said, yeah, nope, I'm going to do it. We're doing this thing. And I went to a community college for my AA degree, uh, double majored in business management and dance. And I danced with a lovely company um, within the school called DanceWorks. And there I met this amazing woman. Her name is Rosemary Fletcher. She is the fire to my dancing soul at the moment. Um, Her and her partner in crime, I call her Marianne Acock. Um, but they headed that program, they started that program. And it's continuing to run on ever since. Um, unfortunately, she passed away of cancer while I was there. And um, I was asked to stay an additional year, just to kind of help with that transitional process of finding a new professor for that school. And lucky enough for me, the professor that we found would be a lifelong new friend and my artistic director for a professional dance company I would eventually work for. So it was really interesting how the world was kind of turning at that point. Um, From there, I went on to get my BFA, Bachelor's of Fine Arts, um, and again, majored in dance, and that was the only major I stuck to. Um, business management. I still took a couple of classes because I'm interested in that world. And also I love to keep busy and business keeps you busy. (laughs) So um, stayed in with that. And while I was in college, I was the apprentice of Jacksonville dance theater, which is Jacksonville, Florida's modern professional um, company there. And it was tough being an apprentice. You have to learn every single dance and every single part of each dance. So I was fully expected, you know, they would hand me all the videos and say, all right, so next rehearsal, we're gonna run this piece. And, you know, we were a very young company at that time. So dancers have to have full-time jobs at the same time they're in a full-time company. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe they had to go to work and it was a last minute call. So I would never really know what part I would be doing that day which was such a fun exercise for me. I'm a true dance geek in that way of, I could sit with dance films all day and try and learn the choreography just for fun. Um, I think it's a really great exercise to do. Um, So I danced with them for six seasons and ended up, it was a year later, I was a full-time company member. They raised me up in the level. (laughs) And uh, we ended up touring to LA, Chicago, New York, Um, there was a lot of really great places that we went to and collaborated with some fantastic artists, but at each city, I was always enticed by the brewing industries that were there. And anytime I would walk in, so for instance, Portland, for example, some fantastic breweries there. Mm -hmm. And I would always walk in and, you know, just kind of look around and go, I, I'm very curious how many dancers are in this room. (laughs) Um, and I'm very curious of, who is involved within the arts and the dance community, and that's when my little dancer silent self decided to, you know, reach out and start talking to people within the community of the brewery. Um, and so I I would go to different breweries, sit down at a table, and say, "Hey, my name's Amber Daniels. It's so nice to meet you." And we would just chat, and I would meet the most fantastic people at these breweries. And I would always end up asking them, you know, have you ever gone to a dance, like a professional dance concert before? I'm just curious. You're never going to hurt my feelings. And the answer was usually I tried, but I've never gone like ever again.
0: Man, people didn't go to the Nutcracker.
1: Actually, some people did it. The nutcracker. Some people did it. The Nutcracker of all things. <laughs> I, I teach a um, introduction to dance class at the the college I go to for graduate school. And I asked, you know, we had a ballet segment and I asked, you know, oh, the Nutcracker, you guys know that story, right? You guys seen that half of them said, no, I was shocked. Couldn't believe it. Um, So, yeah. So it's a really interesting, Hmm. it's interesting data to grab of like how many, not just dance too, right? Like if we were to go like full speed into the arts, How many orchestra concerts have have you gone to? We used to have a thing in Jacksonville called um, Pop Symphony. And it wasn't until college that I found that. And I was obsessed. And it was just going to the symphony and sitting and listening. They would play Star Wars. They would Mm -hmm. play Pirates of the Caribbean night. But it was a way to entice um, people who wouldn't normally go to a symphony. Like I went because I loved Pirates of the Caribbean and I love that music. And when I sat in that audience, I was like, oh, these are some really fascinating people. Mm. I need to come to more of these shows. Mm. Um, And that's kind of how Beer and Ballet started, was with that company, Jacksonville Dance Theater, they asked me, you know, because again, I was really diving deep into the community and it's in Jacksonville, it's amazing who you meet in these breweries. Um, So I knew a lot of people and they said, you know, why don't you become the community outreach coordinator? great so basically my job was how how do i like bridge that gap between the community and dance all around but with the mission of jacksonville dance theater which was to bring professional dance to jacksonville
0: now i'm gonna rewind it a little bit did you ever think you answered it a little bit did you ever think did your family say hey you're gonna be a ballet dancer you're gonna be a, 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 a dancer was that always like your parents probably knew that was your dream that's what you want to do in life?
1: Oh yeah. When I started dancing, it was just me and my mom at the time. And so imagine us in this house and uh very young, I think like the start of the story was when I was 3 or 4. Um <laughs> the start is great. I used I was obsessed with the movie Free Willy. Okay. Let's go way back. Yeah, you going
0: you going way back. You going, going way, way back.
1: back. Way back. <laughs> <laughs> the ending song by Michael Jackson, I think it's called, um, will be there or something like that. Yes.
0: Yes. Free Willy anytime,
1: <laughs> Oh yeah. Anytime <laughs> the, it, it's always that climax of free Willy, like jumping over the kids, just star eyed looking, mm-hmm. but in his music, Michael Jackson's music video, I would just start dancing like all around the living room, in fact, like jumping on top of the coffee table and imagining that I was Michael Jackson, like doing the whole, you know, all his choreography I tried to grab. So my mom was like, well, I guess this means dance class. Cause I I don't know what else to do with this child. And um, she took me to my first dance class, which back then, you know, at, at very, and they still do this at very young ages, you know, three or four, you're taking, an hour long class, but it's two different dance styles. Cause you want to keep the kids like entertained. So I would have 30 minutes of ballet, 30 minutes of tap. Um, and my, my first interest was tap because mm. I, I get to make so much noise with my feet. And this is very exciting to me. Um, so rhythm was really important to me at that time. And as I grew older, um, I started really loving the jazz world and playing with, you know, Um, Giordano style, all of that with the jazz styles. Um, And then my, the first dance studio I went to, I think this was age 14. This is a hilarious story. Um, This is when modern dance was just being introduced to the Jacksonville dance scene. So, um, you know, you think of modern contemporary right now and it's like, oh, this is, that's normal. But when I was 14, no one really did it.
0: I believe it. And
1: Yeah. And so um, they said, you know, you're a little young for this style, but let's just put you in because I think you should do it. I said, okay, great. So I, I'm taking class, doing the thing, the doors open. And these are like older girls, you know, like upper high school, summer in college. And um, my mom ended up marrying a great guy. So he he's really fantastic. And he was picking me up from the dance studio that night. So he walks in and he's just looking and watching. And I hear all the girls giggle. And they're like, Who, whose boyfriend is that? He's so cute. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, you guys, that's my dad. <laughs> so that of course gave him the, the head of, all right, I'm actually gonna go and try this class. So he ended up jumping into class and oh. dancing with us. And in fact, fun fact, he's one of my first participants in Beard Ballet. And that's actually how him and my partner met. Nice. Was in our very first beer and ballet class. They partnered with each other, which I did not mean to happen, but it did.
0: That's all that's <laughs> a great story. That is an awesome story. I love hearing things. Yeah. Like. I love that. Yeah. I remember uh, my sister was doing she was in a dance. Uh and when you said tap, I remember it was like tap, tap, cha-cha-cha, like in the beginning. That was like beginning. And she yep. actually went, um, there was a thing in New York, where she went to, like, the Alvin Haley Academy. And she, oh, yeah. you did, it like, a whole summer there, dance camp. And then she continued dancing all through high school. And she ended up dancing at college, for college, like, the Syracuse dance team. So she continued to dance the whole her entire life. And uh, she doesn't dance anymore. But she still does, mm-hmm. like, you know, she has, like, that tall physique. She's, like, 6'1", long legs, like, the whole dancer body, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I, I remember being in, um, I want to say it was in high school or middle school or may have been, and I had to wait outside while she had to watch her go to those classes. So you brought me back some memory lanes of like those classes and whatnot and going into those recitals. So that, that was a good refresher. So, all right, beer, how did you convince these breweries to do something unique and different? How did you go like what was the pitch? I know you talked about it a little bit, but what was the pitch? You're like, hey, we got we can bring make some more money in here. Let's bring ballet, beer. Like to me, when I think of beer, I'm thinking of, like wearing everybody's wearing a flannel shirt or whatever, hanging mm-hmm. out, t-shirt, flip-flops, drinking my beer. Jacksonville probably a lot of breweries outside, right? A lot of yeah, beer, right? yeah. So you yeah, a lot of this. And you're near the you're near the beach there, too, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like How did you, how were you able to convince down there, let's let's try this new concept?
1: Yeah. So we, it's funny because it was actually like a collaborative effort between me and the brewery that was in my neighborhood. I lived in a small community called San Marco. Um, And there you could, it's basically like Lauraville a little bit in the Hamilton area where you can kind of walk around and there's businesses and shops. Um, So you get close to the business people like very quickly if you move to a I remember like when hurricanes happened mm. I would get phone calls from the brewery being like hey if you need a place to stay a lot of us are like sleeping bagging it up in the brewery and you can just hang out with us and I was like that's <laughs> a dream come true sure that's a
0: great place that's a great place to hang out on a hurricane. <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: so because um, <laughs> San Marco would flood I mean our apartment flooded out the last hurricane that was happening there so it it was a very, you know, right by the river. So that water would go, but, uh, but yeah, so they, we all really took care of each other Mm -hmm. and we all knew our backgrounds. Um, A lot of the brewers were actually like educators within the community. And I love teaching at the time I was teaching at a high school for dance. Um, So we compared a lot and talked a lot about the educational system. We compared a lot. And so I used to dance at this place called Screen Door Dance. And it was a dance studio for adults only. So you had to be 18 and above to come in. And it was a place of community and a place where like, you know, like you were just talking, a lot of people have that memory of, oh, my sister used to dance or I used to dance and I had to stop because either A, there's an injury, B, time got away from you or C, you know, you just dance was not your passion. So you just, you had to stop, which is totally understandable and fine. But sometimes you find yourself age, you know, thirty-five. I really miss dancing. You, you see a dance concert, you watch the Nutcracker, maybe, <laughs> and, and uh, you know you miss it. So that's why Screen Door Dance was created, was for those people to reignite their love for dance and for movement, and to find a community that was very accepting. Um, so that was a beautiful spot that we were at every Wednesday we would end a ballet contemporary class and then there was a tap class right after. So some of those tappers would actually meet us at the brewery afterwards, but we would always go to a place called Ardwolf Brewing Company Mm. and they're in Jacksonville. Um, Really great community. And we would play crosswords. We would hang out and play trivia, but you know, get one or two drinks in us we would actually stand up the brewery you know the brewery's clearing out a little bit we would stay till they closed and we were like oh that did you see the tap combination we did today oh yeah that shuffle ball change up to paradiddle and so we would get up and start dancing in the middle of this brewery um very regular for us anywho i i walked up to, i will never forget i walked up to the bar and the the, uh, the person's name was Natalie. And she said, Hey, I'm just curious. We have yoga and like in these breweries sometimes, but why don't you just teach a class? Like, can you teach a ballet class here or a modern class here? And I was like, yeah, you know, would you mind if we use the bar as a bar? And she was like, yeah, no, I totally don't mind. Why don't we try it? And I was like, great, let's try it. So it was really birthed out of the community that I knew, um, an interest in what I was doing too, which was great. Like to have that support from people who, you know, you wouldn't really at first consider them family, but I did like, they, like I said before, they truly took care of me when I lived by myself. That was my first apartment where I was all alone. And, um, She, they all did. They all supported what I did and my family, my, my friends, my group that I had from that studio. And, um, she saw the community that it was bringing, right? Like we all 10 of us would come to this brewery every Wednesday and be dancing around in this brewery. So she knew that there was something there and it was really great to have that connection.
0: All right. So we're going to now, so you, you answered like a lot of my questions, which is great. (laughs) <laughs> that's good <laughs> that's a good it's a great thing so we transition now to baltimore mm-hmm. we get to baltimore what happens i mean you get here um i forgot to even mention we live in the same neighborhood i forgot to mention that uh you mm-hmm. live in Laurelville. i live in walterson literally if people know about baltimore literally it's across one road harper road that's the, mm-hmm. that's separation of the two neighborhoods so uh she hits the, She hit her in the head. Every neighborhood that neighborhood we live in, everybody knows the owners of every businesses, you know everybody. It's, a, it's your own little town and community. Um, you got here, you moved here. What was the first brewery that like you reached out to? It was like, hey, I want to try this. I know you started came here for grad school, correct?
1: I came here for grad, grad school. school. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I uh I go to University of Maryland at College Park, a little bit of a drive, but Ball, Fantastic. A good, a good
0: 45 minute hour drive, folks, just so you have yeah. an
1: idea. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, and when I first moved up here, I will say this too, because this speaks to the power of this community that we both live in. Um, My partner actually moved up here first and I had my at the university of Maryland um, to go to graduate school, but I was working very heavily at the time. I, um, my family, I had to take care of some things with my family. So I stayed in Jacksonville. For a little while he ended up moving up here to teach theater. It's a very artsy household that we have and uh, you know I would always come up and visit him and I would be like I love this neighborhood we would take a walk and go to Silver Queen and enjoy lovely food and um, I was like what this reminds me of San Marco it reminds me of where my first apartment was and I I loved that feeling. I love that environment. And so when I was making the decision to move up here, it was either A, live really close to school, which makes sense, or B, you know, live with my partner and live in this fantastic neighborhood that really takes care of you. And I, and I wanted that. I wanted that sense of home again, um, especially for the first time, you know, moving to a completely different state and city than my, my friends and family that I had built in Jacksonville. Um, so yeah, so I, I really love this city. I think it's great. I love this neighborhood. It's it's a little star and I think it's really, it's pretty bright. Um, so yeah, so getting here, we we started exploring a couple of different places. Because again, you know, when I would come up and visit, it'd be for like two days and I'd have to go back to work. <laughs> so where do you go? Where do you go? Um, yeah. So we checked out Peabody Heights Brewing and loved it. Love their beer. They're great. Full kilt, love them. They were great. And um, everywhere that I was going, I really, there's a, (laughs) in different cities, there's a different taste of beer. I know that sounds weird. Um, It's, you know, it's just either the way that they make it or their style or traditions that they follow. And I started to email a couple of the breweries. And I I would do like close to the school. At first, I really tried close to the school because a lot of my time was spent there. And then once COVID hit, (laughs) then we all felt that Mm -hmm. lovely, great first emotional time. Um, You know, I was really questioning, how am I going to do this now? Um, And a lot of breweries, one, and also dance companies were feeling the financial struggle at that point in time. And with my heart really pouring out to them, I said, you know what, why don't we try? I I saw a couple of dance companies do Instagram live and teach classes on there. Mm -hmm. So I said, cool. What if we tried that? And I like highlight a brewery every night. So I I did that. I would like teach every Wednesday um, and I would, you know, highlight the beer that I was drinking that day. We'd go down to Amendment 21, grab you know, something from Baltimore. And I'd be like, Hey, this is this awesome brew. And I would take my first sip every class and be like, yes, this is initially what I get from this. Um hoping just to bring some business to these breweries and also these dance companies that I highlighted as well. Um, so I would always give links, I would never take money at that time. And I would just say, you know, if you can donate to these things, please do if you can buy a brew from them, please do it. If you can't, Go to their social media, give them a like, give them a little bit of love during this time. And once I started doing that and tagging a couple of the breweries, they were like, oh, this is what you meant. (laughs) Because it's one thing to email something. And I had a couple of videos from Jacksonville. But, you know, again, times of COVID, I can't go into a brewery anyway. But once things started opening back up, they were like, why don't we try it? Let's just, I'm curious. Let's see what happens. Even if two people show up, at least you had that experience of trying it. And we get the feel of what you're really trying to do. Um, So I did. And every, you know, we only were, we're closing down again, unfortunately. So right now, the only classes I could have was just two. And it was the month of October and November right? You know, that one small window and everything was open. Now we're closing back up, but, um, it was great. We had about like eight, eight, ten people for every class. I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. Um, but we were very careful, always follow COVID guidelines, especially when you're dancing and moving with people in the space. But yeah.
0: Now, how was it reaching out to the art community in Baltimore? Did you have any connections with anybody from like Jacksonville who knew anybody from the region? Like, how'd you connect with like fellow like dancers, ballet dancers, and arts in Baltimore. Yeah. How do you end up doing that?
1: A lot of them's actually through my partner okay. cuz you know again he lived here for a year but he has a lot of connections with theater around town. So, um, I'm actually releasing a show um, in correlation with University of Maryland but we're using masks that were built um, from this wonderful woman here in the neighborhood. Um, so yeah, really utilizing those connections. And then as far as the dance world goes, University of Maryland really keyed me into a lot of companies here. Um, and as far as, you know, this, the dance studios go, I, I try to reach out to some of the dance studios because I'm like, you know, what a great like work out day, you know, where you can go with the fellow teachers who are, you know, over 21, over 18 to go into these breweries and, and have a good little workshop together, which I think would be a lot of fun. So, but again, right when we started all of this and really diving deep into beer and ballet here in Baltimore was during the start of COVID. So it's either people being really careful, which yes, (laughs) I am a thousand percent in on that. Um, Or, you know, like if I'm reaching out to some businesses, maybe they're not checking their emails, you know, as much as they were before. Again, totally understandable um, because we're all in, you know, a sort of state that we need to be in and focus on. So um, but now that it's getting a little bit bigger, we were finally able to go into some breweries and the word starting to get out. I think a lot more people will start diving into it. Um, as well as, you know, again, it's not just for dancers. We used to have lawyers, accountants, um, again, I said, my dad, he was a firefighter. So he came in and (laughs) took class, like, um, and, and that's a lot of the responses that we'll get is it's unbelievable. You, you hear ballet and you instantly think female, right? You instantly think feminine, most of the time, um, a, a constant problem. I say that in quotations within some of the classes we would give is separate from beer and ballet is where's all the guys, <laughs> like there's no guys in this room. And every comment that I would ever get, you know, cause I would ask a couple of people, what did you think? They're like, I can't believe how many guys were in the room. Like there's these guys in the flannels, in the sandals, in the, you know, ready to go and take class. So um, it's really great to see who pops into that room every time we have class.
0: See, when I think of dance, I I immediately think of Misty Copeland. That's the first person that comes Oh, me. yeah. Misty Copeland. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you know. And that was my, like, my little crush. I had always a crush on Misty Copeland. I was like, she's an amazing dancer. And she was, I don't know if you knew, she was um, big behind Under Armour product line. Uh, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So she was one of the first big ballet dancers who got that – huge sponsorship out of, you know, Under Armour. And that was on every billboard everywhere in Baltimore for a while. I mm-hmm. actually all over the U.S. when they first started out. So yeah. you, you talked about COVID. COVID hit, slowed everything down. What was your alternative to reach out to the audience? Did you start doing IG in Baltimore? Like doing classes? Like how did that, How was that reception of doing that? Because I know it's better to be in person. I'll give you an example for yeah. you. I love doing interviews in person. I love doing a podcast. Like I did an interview in person. Um, about a month ago, whatever, and it was amazing. The energy in the room was, the energy is kind of like you're dancing. It's like energy is you can't just, it just, it's just amazing to talk with somebody and you go back and forth and I miss those type of things. Uh, I think the podcast yeah. is 10 times better when I can do something like that. I'm not saying not taking anything from it doing this way, but you can bounce off real quick. Oh, you can read the body language real quick. Oh, let's do this. And you, 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 get, you get, How do you feel about that with dancing? I mean, would that be the same vibe also? compared to IG and being in this, like actually in a brewery.
1: Yeah. And I, and I'll compare Instagram to zoom (laughs) because like, if you're teaching class on zoom, like we can see each other, right? right. And like see our reactions. And, and whenever I'm teaching class, I love to see, you know, to see the body and say, Oh my goodness, Susie Q, that was such a gorgeous line that you hit um, energetically and like point that person out and give them props that like that. I think that's part of this class is that the confidence level of these people after they leave, it it really brightens. Like I see a total difference of them walking in and maybe it's the bruise. I don't know, but (laughs) hoping it's my class, but yeah, I, um, I see them walk in and they're a little nervous and a little shaky, but as soon as, you know, I usually only play eighties and nineties music in there. So let's say that, you know, Aerosmith turns on and they're like, Oh, this is my class. I can sing along and do plies (laughs) at the same time. And there's, there's an energetic thing that happens within the space and within the room. And I miss that so much. Like even with those two classes, I just I, cry, I came home and cried for like an hour because it was just one, it was so magical. And two, I was like, I never thought this could happen again. <laughs> you know, happened. you're in that that COVID mentality of my world is falling apart. You know, even University of Maryland, we're all remote right now. So I'm taking classes all in my living room. Um, and it's, I miss it. I miss watching people in the space. I miss taking energetic pools and I miss taking inspiration because those people in that class, they are my inspiration to keep going. Mm. Um, and my inspiration to do experience movement differently. So Mm. for instance, like that, that lift, I was just talking about that Susie Q did. I can like make that a new goal for myself because I just saw her do it. Um, so I miss that a lot. And with Instagram, you don't get to see the people nope. <laughs> all your, your sense of applause is just the little, <laughs> like if they press the heart, <laughs> it keeps going and that's it. That that's the only response I get or the chat. I
0: respect and you. I, think, I respect you doing that because what <laughs> people always ask, do you go on, why don't you go live on IG, Instagram? Like, I, I no I don't know if anybody's there. Like you can see people, but yeah. that to me, like you're talking to yourself and you're hoping that somebody's like you said, the hearts, but go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No,
1: no, no, no. You're <laughs> absolutely right. And the, the thing is too, is like Instagram will be like, you have five viewers, mm-hmm. but then you end the thing and it's like, Oh no, you had like 70. And oh. even if it's just them like clicking through, mm-hmm. they're still seeing you and they're still seeing it happen. Um, so, yeah, it, there was times where I was like, I think I'm just talking to myself, but I have to keep going because Instagram's going to cut me off in an hour. So
0: mm-hmm. do you co-
1: can't stop.
0: <laughs> but I mean, could you imagine when you start first dance and then like you're dancing in college, that Instagram might be like you and social media would be like the new outlet. Like, could you imagine in a million years that this would happen? I, I couldn't have. But mm-hmm. I guess it's the way the world's going, I guess. So. It just blows my mind. This portion of the episode is sponsored by Found Studio Shop. Looking for unique gifts curated by an artist? Shop online at Found Studio Shop. Explore our delightful selection of jewelry, ceramics, stationery, cards, and holiday decor. Or pamper yourself or your loved ones with candles, gift boxes, and locally made bath and body products. All of this and more is available for shipping or local pickup at Red Canoe Cafe. Browse it whenever the mood strikes at foundstudioshop.com. So what do you see yourself like? Do you see first, just two parts. Do you see yourself staying in the Baltimore region and continuing with beer and ballet? Or do you see yourself saying, you know what, I did my college thing here. I'm ready to piece back, go back to Jacksonville, warmer pastures. I get it. Florida's Florida. Yeah. We always call Florida, Florida. Yeah. Florida's being Florida all the time. So that's a whole different. Florida's, yeah. It's a whole different Florida's story. Florida. <laughs> part, like, okay.
1: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> we'll leave it like, yeah. That, but, uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, like that. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. I, um, right now I'm starting to talk to a couple of my friends that are spread out everywhere and it's because of grad school. I'm like blessed that a lot of my friends are going through the same thing. I am at mm. different schools. Um, so our conversations are really fun and enriching, but a lot of them, I'm like, are you interested in being part of this beer and ballet experience? Cause I trust them. Like they can teach a class. I know they can, mm-hmm. they're in grad school for dance, so they can do it. Um, but yeah, I I've asked them, you know, if there's any breweries that you're interested in teaching a ballet class at, you know, give me their information. I'll send out the proposal and maybe let's try and get this started. So we're trying to bring it to other states as well, and other cities as well. Um, But as far as myself, I'm pretty happy here. Like even if I wasn't going to school, I would be pretty content and happy and excited Mm -hmm. to keep living here. Um, With especially with COVID right now, like after graduate school job wise, like, it kind of depends on what is being offered (laughs) at the time, especially for dance. Um, There's a great thing of, you know, maybe I'll get a job and I can teach dance remote and maybe I'll be teaching classes. A couple of our teachers are living in New York right now and they're just teaching from New York. Um, I had a student that was like, oh yeah, one of mine is in Canada and she's teaching class. I was like, oh, wow, all right. Mm. So, you know, maybe the school, if I want to keep going within the school system, who knows after COVID what the school system's really going to be for a little while, especially dance, right? Cause dance, you're breathing heavy. Mm. Um, you're being very sweaty in the room. <laughs> you're, you're rolling around on the floor, <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> everything you should not be doing during COVID. <laughs>
0: COVID screaming all over the place.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So what are, so, all, um, what,
0: like, what are a lot of your friends saying? Like, I mean, I know you, you probably have a lot of friends in the industry right now who worked. Like, how are they holding up right now? Just, just curious, like, cause I mean, we always lose fat, lose, lose the fact of like, there are people out there who are in the arts, you know, who, who <clears throat> like, um, Broadway's closed until 2021, you know, there's a lot of orchestras that are like, like, again, you know, actors. I mean, I had an interview with an actor the other day. who was like, I haven't done anything in seven months. What are you hearing from a lot of your friends that are in the arts right now? What are they? What are their thoughts?
1: Yeah, it's tough. I mean, a lot of them have that same response of, I haven't worked in months and months and months, getting close to a year now. And um, a couple of my friends from Broadway, what they're doing or trying to do is, just what I said before, you know, you can be in New York, but teach a workshop in Florida Mm -hmm. and get some money that way. Um, I am finding a lot of theater people are either, A, taking this time to practice, taking this time to like think about artistically what they're doing or write. Like maybe now they're turning to like writing plays instead of being in them. Um, A lot of dancers are really focusing on their training. Like I had to do that. Um, The beginning of COVID, I really concentrated on my body and my training because we're not in a huge giant studio. Like University of Maryland has the most gorgeous dance studios I've ever seen they're large and huge and fantastic. And then my little teeny tiny, <laughs> you know, living room doesn't compare the same way. So your body is going to change because you're not doing that cardiovascular running around moving as big and as expansive as dancers call it the kinesphere, but like, as your body can really move. Um, so I had to think internally, what does my body need in order for, that one glorious day when I can get back into the studio, my body won't die. (laughs) And um I I went to my personal trainer who is in New York. So I I get like personal training from her in New York. And I did a lot of strength training and weight training. um, So I have all my weights around the house. (laughs) And um I I actually did a show with University of Maryland just last week and my body held up. It was good. But once the show stopped, I felt my body in a totally different way. And I know that that's because I don't have that regular training in a studio. I'm not regularly on a stage anymore. Um, so for dancers, I think it's really tough because we love to move. We we can't sit still. That's why we're dancers. And um It's tough, but we're getting through it. We're finding innovations. There's a lot of digital media that's happening right now. I don't know if you know, there's an app. It's called Arrow. It's um, by Google, no, Adobe, Adobe. And um, you can actually create little characters like video game characters and choreograph a dance with these characters. And then I could give you, so say that I did that and I can give you a QR code that you scan with your phone And then turn around in your house and that dance will happen in your house if you wanted it to. Um, So dancers are playing with that. We're playing with dance films. We're playing with just choreographically. What are we interested in right now? Reading a lot of dance articles. Um, A big thing that's happening for us is like the idea of copyright. Because now everything is on social media or, you know, now it's a dance film. So your choreography is just out there. Um, your dance classes are out there. And um, you know it's really easy for somebody to say, You know, I talked earlier about how I'm really interested in learning dances on film just for my body. Um, but there are cases where some people are learning dances on film, on Facebook, on Instagram, performing it and saying it's it's theirs. Um so there's there's this really interesting switch of ownership that's happening where dancers are, are starting to say like, no, this is, this is mine. Like I did it. <laughs> wow. I, I deserve some credit here. um So I I'm seeing that and it's, it's really great. Like I, I love that dancers are starting to really take ownership in what they do, whether they're a dancer, choreographer, teacher. um We're really starting to take ownership of our movement. And I think that's important.
0: You, sure. you learn that you are the business now. That you are the product. That's a beautiful, yeah. that's a beautiful thing though. That's a beautiful thing that, like well, you know, I always tell people, COVID is one of those things. That's, it's a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing yeah. because you learn new things and new traits. I learn, I've so many new entrepreneurs who are doing things because of COVID. A curse because we're are stuck at home. That's the only part. But mm-hmm. it, it's a little bit. So I mean, what what would you say is going in for beer and ballet starting in 2021? Like, what do you force? What do you see is going to happen? I, I I mean, I have hope that we won't have a long winter. I'm hoping that, I'm hoping that, you know, with, with what they say, I'm going to put it in quotes, um, the, the medicine that they have coming out, the vaccine. I mean, I know I probably won't get it until March or April because again, <laughs> healthy people, they're not going to give it to you until later on. Yeah. The road, you know, um, yeah, so do you see it, um, uh, opening back up for you guys, to start doing that classes like this, maybe in February, March, are you looking to do?
1: I would hope so. I mean, I think we're definitely going to go back to Zoom classes. Um, Right now, we're going to do once a month just because it is a crazy time for everyone. The holidays are happening, um, you know. So I get that, and I want to respect that time for people. So we're going to do it once a month still on Zoom, and uh, eventually, hopefully, yeah, we'll get back into those breweries and um, experiment a little bit more. Cause with what I'm finding is that each brewery, of course, like the space is different, right? Like um, some breweries are smaller than others. Some have, you know, Ardwolf had a completely different room that we could go into. So that way we wouldn't really disturb. And I can turn the music up as loud as I wanted to, which was fun. Cause then people would hear the music and go, what in the world is going on in that room? Walk in and end up walking into class nice. <laughs> and taking class with us. Because they were so interested in it, I was totally like, "Yeah, game on! Come on, what do you? Let's go!" Nice. Um. Yeah. But and other breweries don't have that option, which is fine. Like I, I find new opportunities with those. You know, some people would call them like a, a obstacle, but I call them an opportunity. Of you know, what does this mean for this brewery? Like, what is our focus here because of the space that we have? Um. So yeah. So I, I'm really interested to get back. I'm really interested to you know, have some fun within a couple of other breweries, um, whoever's interested in doing it. And I'm excited. I'm excited for the possible collaborations that could happen because the, the after brew hangouts that we would have after class, the conversations that happen are just magical. Mm. And it's either from the people who work at the brewery, they come to the table, they sit down Oh, what you guys are doing was really interesting. Like, and then, you know, we all start talking and there's artists from like art galleries or again accountants and maybe some people need help with their taxes who knows (laughs) like it the stuff that would happen is just magical
0: that's real nice that is real nice so we're going to go into a rapid fire right now rapid fire oh boy all right so here we go what is your favorite music to dance to
1: so there's this artist in Jacksonville, or he used to be in Jacksonville. Now he's traveling everywhere because he's very famous now. His name is Astronautilus. Um, Crazy name, but I love him just because every CD I ever get is different. He has a different style with every CD. He innovates as an artist every time. Um, he did graduate from my high school, so I have a little bit of a bias there, Um but he, he raps and he used to love rapping about history. So um, there's a couple of songs about like the Civil War, but if you would listen to it, it doesn't sound like it's about the Civil War. <laughs> it just sounds like an awesome beat. Um, so I love dancing to his new CD, like whatever he's released CD. Oh my God, I just dated myself it's so hard. CD, um, hey. <laughs>
0: I was like, wait, 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 CD, we're going back. CD. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, we're going
1: back a little bit. What is that?
0: <laughs> nah. So okay. If you could dance with one famous person from ballet or wherever, who would it be?
1: There's so many of these. Um, someone who has L- a name
0: Living or Dead, Living or Dead. It could be it could be a dead or alive, whatever you want to do it.
1: I'll give you the two worlds. Um, one who's passed away, Jerome Robbins. Okay. Love him um, because he just ballet-wise is such a, a creative spirit. His mind was so fascinating. Um, and, you know, he choreographed West Side Story. Like, come on there, now. There you it's go. Pretty fantastic. <laughs> um, one that's living today is um, actually, darn, no, I have two. Either Trey McIntyre, who actually stopped choreograph, He had a whole dance company. I actually worked with some of his dancers which was such an honor um but he had this dance company that he worked with and then he ended up stopping it because he wanted to do more dance films um and become a creator and a director now he's like opened it up to where you know during times of covid he's opened up a whole dance film series where he collaborates with other choreographers and their dance films And so you go into this website and if you wanna watch this show, you click it and you have to do a donation and that donation goes to that choreographer. So he's finding really great ways to work right now. Um, And then my other one is Matthew Bourne. Okay. Reason being is because he loves to mess with the traditional ballet narratives. So for instance, uh, Swan Lake, if you know that story, instead of using women's swans, which is normally what you would see in the theater, mm-hmm. he decided to use um, men as the swans. Oh, wow. And completely change the story. Um, so he he loves to like press the button a little bit and see what would happen on stage if you just change one thing or one piece of the narrative. <laughs> um, so I love that. I like and, that. I, and I have a, a secret love of musical theater. So that idea of narrative... Um, I really love and dance a lot.
0: Okay. I like that. I like that. I'm gonna check them out. Who is your favorite author?
1: Uh, it's another dancer. Look at my it's world. All good. It's all dance and things. It's all good. So Twilight Tharp is a fantastic choreographer who was really huge during the postmodern circuit. And this is a time when like, it was really fascinating to watch somebody walk down um, a building and, you know, they would be like, this is a fantastic hour long dance that's happening on the side of this building. So there were some interesting things that were happening during that time. Um, so she ended up being kind of big back then, then moved on to ballet. And because she moved on to ballet, she ended or like an innovation of ballet. It was a mixture between modern and ballet. She ended up choreographing moving out. Um, with Billy Joel. So like she, she actually went to his house and was like, here's my idea. Do you like it? And he was like, yeah. So anyway, she wrote about that experience and her sense of creation, like what her creative habits are. And that's what the book is called. It's called creative habit. Um, but she has a couple of books that she writes at every different stage of her choreographic experience. So now she's like way older. And they just did an interview with her about her new book that's coming out um, where it talks about being an older body and trying to still be a dancer, still be a creator. Um, And it was really great to see this woman, like really old, not really old, Mm -hmm. but having all of these posters in her house of just drawings of dance. She Mm -hmm. takes 30 minutes every day to draw. Wow. And then she's like lifting weights, this little teeny tiny thing lifting these huge weights, and saying like, you know, you got to get your butt out of the seat and just move.
0: Um, <laughs> I like. That. I just
1: love her straightforwardness. Yeah,
0: I love yeah, that. I love that. She's fantastic. So now, now we're we're gonna test your true Baltimore Maryland style here. Okay. The best crab cake in Baltimore.
1: Oh, <laughs> this one's tough. Uh-oh. This one's really hard. uh Oh. I'm a fan of Coco's and Papa's. Okay. Okay. Love right. them both.
0: I was worried about you not getting name the home team. I was going to say Coco's in, in the neighborhood. <laughs> Coco is
1: fantastic. I, yeah. And you know, it's funny, Jacksonville, like we're so close to the beach, but like crab cakes are just like not a huge thing down there. And when I came up here and people started talking about these crab cakes, I was like, yeah, let's go for it. Let's do it. Um, so yeah, love them. Have
0: you had crabs here yet? do you do you like crabs i love crabs yeah our our first crab adventure (laughs) (laughs) it's always interesting
1: (laughs) oh my god it's such an experience (laughs) and thank god we had a waitress that was so sweet and she was like we were so excited about getting crabs because we heard nothing but crabs about baltimore we were taking ubers and everyone was like you have to go to this crab place So we went, I forget the name of it, but it was somewhere downtown next to the water. It was so gorgeous. Captain
0: James, probably.
1: Probably. Captain James
0: by Federal. It's between between, um, Canton and uh, Fells Point. So you can sit outside in the water. Yep.
1: Yep. 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 And thank God she was so nice because we we ordered it and here we are us Floridians <laughs> thinking like some snow crabs are going to come out and we do the traditional like yep. crack them, peel them, yep. butter them, whatever. <laughs> she comes out with the the tool set <laughs> yep. and um, we just kind of give her this look of what do we do next? And we tried and we struggled for maybe five <laughs> minutes, but she came back and, and showed us like how to do it. And it's a, process it's It's worth the process
0: it's work some work it's some work (laughs) all right (laughs) the best brunch meal that you love a brunch meal that you use as your go-to
1: i mentioned them already silver queen they're just a walk down there like all i gotta do is walk there and get some fantastic food nice they're pretty great
0: all right this is the one that everybody always has problems with flats Mm. or drums
1: I do have a problem with this. I love, I love hot wings so much. In fact, it's like every Sunday we watch football and have hot wings. Um, I think I have to say today it changes. I think today is drums.
0: Okay. All right. All right.
1: Today is a drum day. I'm a, yeah. I'm
0: a flat guy. I like
1: flats. I See, yeah. And, <laughs> and flats are great too. Cause it's just, yeah, it just depends.
0: <laughs> Blue cheese or ranch. Oh, ranch. Oh, no. We got got to end the show right now, folks. We got it. We're done. (laughs) You
1: know
0: uh, what? Is this all right? We can let you go. go. You're from Florida. We get it. We get it. No.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm still. you. know, (laughs) I'm still trying to get in here the Baltimore
0: ways. (laughs) I'm joking with you. I always laugh about that. That's always a fun one. I think that's everybody. Favorite city to visit. So when you were touring, what was the favorite city that you visited that you liked the most?
1: I I'm obsessed with Chicago. I love it. I, I mean, downtown Chicago. We had the pleasure of going during St. Patrick's weekend. Oh wow!
0: Oh
1: wow! When the river's green yeah. and it, it just oh my god! And the atmosphere there during that weekend is so cool to watch and just be a witness of. Um, I will say, like a a weird one that like sometimes people don't really think about. I didn't because when I went there, I was like, what? Um, it was for a wedding that we went to in New Hampshire.
0: Oh, it's beautiful up there. It's very,
1: it's so gorgeous. And there's this spot called Keene, like Keene, New Hampshire, Mm -hmm. where they actually filmed Jumanji,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, that I didn't even know about, but again, and this is, this is what I love is small little neighborhoods that you can walk around and meet and know everyone, because we were new there. Nobody knew us. They were like, where are you from? You mm-hmm. must be new. I've never seen you before. Mm-hmm. So it was great. I have a couple of good I friends. My,
0: my college roommate was from New Hampshire. So, and a couple of oh, friends. Cool. Uh, I went to school up, up in New York. So New Hampshire is a beautiful place. I like New Hampshire. It's a lot. so cool. All yeah. right. What is the best advice you've ever received?
1: So that was from. Three people who are very significant in my life. They actually said the same thing to me um, was Rosemary that I spoke to earlier. My mom, because, you know, my mom and uh, my grandfather, I called him Pappy okay. and he just recently passed away. But all of them would find some moment because, again, like I said earlier, I love being busy. And when you're busy, you may be a little stressed. <laughs> they always told me to stop, breathe. And Rosemary would always say, because, you know, dancer and choreographer, there's beauty within stillness. And I find that, you know, even outside of the dance world, go out, especially today, it's a really gorgeous day outside, like, go outside for a walk, stop, breathe. And it's amazing what you'll find once you just stop and like, witness the stillness, like witness your body stillness, but the movement that's happening around you. Um. And I I just I carry that with me forever. And it's interesting that like three of my major pillars have said that to me in my life.
0: I like so. I like that. I really do. I'm gonna you know, I'm I'm putting that in my mental memory. I like that. I'll probably write it mm-hmm. down when I'm done with all this. I like that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I, I like that makes a lot of sense. It does. Yeah. What um where can we find beer and ballet? Where can we find you? Are you on Instagram? Well, we know you're on Instagram. Are you on TikTok? Are you doing the Reels? Are you doing, you know? I mean, there's so many things out here. Um, oh my gosh, There's so many social yeah. media. Uh, I mean, I think it'd be kind of cool to see it on TikTok actually, but I don't even know how to use TikTok. So I'm like, I'm not gonna say that. I,
1: yeah, I've never. My little sisters have tried to show me TikTok. I still don't understand it. I want to. <laughs> there's some fun dances that are happening on there right, that I'm pretty right. interested in doing. Um, yeah. So maybe that's in our future. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, you can definitely find us on Instagram, uh, beer underscore and underscore ballet. Um, we have a page on Facebook. It's fairly new. Um, but beer and ballet, you can just look it up on Facebook. It should pop up for you. And we're also on an app called untapped. Uh-oh. So if you are a brew drinker, Um, and you love craft brews and you you want to like keep tabs because as I was traveling a lot, I used it personally for a long time because as I was traveling, I was trying these really amazing brews that I wanted to remember them. So I would take pictures and like write down my notes and the whole nine yards. And there's an app called Untapped where it does it for you. So all you have to do, like say you went to amendment 21, you bought a couple of brews, you can actually scan the barcode on the can. And it'll pop like all the information pops up for you. And you can rate it. You can say, you know, give your notes on there, take artistic pictures and get little points. Um, so we're on Untapped as well. And you can look us up beer underscore and underscore ballet. So we're pretty consistent with that, okay. that handle.
0: <laughs> now, I know people are going to go, people were probably going to ask this question. And let me ask this question. This wasn't one, one of the paper that I sent to you. What is your favorite type of beer? Because that's probably what is is your favorite type? Like, what beer do you like the most? Is there like, are you a hoppy? Are you, type of beer do you like to to drink? Are you, Mm -hmm. you know, go ahead.
1: I love them all. And of course, it's like seasonal, right? Um, So, whenever it's a little bit colder outside, I, yes, I am one of those that loves pumpkin. Like, I could have pumpkin bread for breakfast and pumpkin soup for lunch, (laughs) and I could just eat pumpkin all day. So I love pumpkin season whenever it comes to beer. Um, it's interesting to me whenever they, they infuse it with like, say it's a barrel aged something um, that they put in with the pumpkin flavor, I think is really interesting. Um, back in Jacksonville, sours, I haven't like had a sour up here yet. Ah, that's a lie. I have. I've had a sour up here. But sours are hard to find for some reason, at least for me. And I used to love them. People hated them because if you drink too much, you know, it, it does yeah. leave you with a sour taste in your mm-hmm. mouth and maybe in your stomach. So, but I I love, you know, the possibilities of sours. Um, IPAs are really great. I'm an IPA. I'm an
0: IPA guy. So I I I can take two of those and I'm ready to go sleep for a night.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. I mean, IPAs are great. They're great. I think no matter what season it is, I'm a happy camper with IPA
0: for and what, sure. And what brewer, what, what local brewers do you, have you liked up here in Baltimore? Like what breweries or like, cause there's so many here right now there's, it's starting to explode in this Baltimore area. Finally, it took us a while. Any breweries that, that you like, any beers that you would go recommend for anybody?
1: Yeah. Um, I really love monument right now is coming up with some great stuff, especially for winter too. Like mm-hmm. really warming if that's a word um and then peabody heights i just they kind of have my heart a little bit i i love the stuff that they're bringing out we had one i don't know if you would count it as a sour but it was teal oh. like it, it was really interesting and of course you know jacksonville jaguars you know <laughs> it was it was football day and so my partner was like i have to get this <laughs> but it, it's like a gatorade infused beer that they have Which I was like, whoa, I I love those. Anytime that a brewery is like, I'm going to do something that's very wackadoo Mm -hmm. and let's just see if it works. Um, Back at Ardwolf, there was one of the brewers came up to me and was like, peanut butter and jelly. How do you feel?
0: Oh.
1: I was like, I I like peanut butter and jelly. Why? And I was thinking, here I was thinking like they were talking about a restaurant pop up that would come. And he was like, no, I actually tried it in a beer. Oh. And um, it was yep, it was an interesting taste, but at least he tried it. Right. And then two years later, he actually came up with a not a be- yeah no, it was a better version, a better version of that beer, and um, he put in like a barrel aged um, stout with it, and it was fantastic.
0: I, I'm I'm want to give a shout out to a beer that I really enjoy from Baltimore. I had to look it up real quick. I had because I, I was having a brain brain dead moment. It's a mm-hmm. place called Brewer's The Brewer's Art. I don't know if you've ever been there.
1: Oh and, yes. And it's called the, it.
0: the, the Resurrection. Well, let me tell you. Yes. If I have one Oh of my those, God. I'm 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 good. I, uh, if I have one of those, I'm good. Like that's that's a meal to me. I can I'm the, yeah so, so yeah, I love Brewer's art. Um I love resurrection. I like the Ozzy, I like all the stuff they have going on right there. So
1: well used to be called They're ozzy, ozzy,
0: ozzy, ozzy, ozzy I Ozzy Azeborne got mad. He did it changed the name to it, but uh they have a good beer there. Yeah. Oh,
1: interesting! Yeah, yeah, that. it's a little, yeah, it's, yeah,
0: it's a little, little tidbit, little tidbit. Uh-oh! <laughs> but again, I appreciate you coming on the show. I know you're trying to start your own podcast and do your own thing and whatever you need, please. I'm only a email or instant messenger away, and whatever you, whatever, whatever you need from me, uh, please. And again, beer and ballet. Look them up, research them. They'll be doing once a month zooms. Check it out. You know, it's, we're, we're all at home for the wintertime. Yeah. I got nothing else to do. Learn, challenge mm-hmm. yourself, learn something new. Any final words you want to say?
1: No, just thank you so much for doing this. And I, I love the conversations that we have both about podcasting. Cause yeah, I, I'm trying to get something up for beer and ballet to bridge even further that community together. Um, But thank you for being such a big pillar within this community and having a platform, sharing this platform for new um, business owners or just really interesting people within the community. Um, It's helped me as a a new member of the community to to learn more about it. Um, So this is really fantastic. And thank you so much for doing it.
0: And uh, yeah, I think this this is going to come out right before Christmas, actually, just so you know. So it'll be coming out right before Christmas. And uh, again, like I said, it, it's a community-based podcast and we're highlighting community people. And that's, what's all about, you know, and we're highlighting businesses, restaurants, people who are doing amazing things and you're doing something that's t- brand new to me. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's unique. Let's talk about that. <laughs> that way, you know what, warmer people are going to be like, all right, let's tune in. Let's find out. And again, when I had restaurants on, people had never heard about these restaurants. Now they're going to these restaurants. And so it's just a beautiful mm-hmm. thing just you want to support your community. Your community, yep. your business owners are your neighbors. You, you got, you got yep. to support them and, and that's what we're here for. So again, folks, thank you so much for listening to No Picks at the Dark Podcast. This is the last show of the year. But this is the season finale. So you knew, you didn't even you didn't even know that. So we I we're, didn't even know we're, that. we're ended it. We're ending it on beer and ballet. So again, love, peace, happiness, happy happy holidays, merry christmas, happy hanukkah. All that happy Kwanzaa, all that good stuff. I missed your holiday. I'm sorry. Love, peace, happiness. We're out.